Hello, welcome to the monthly Skill Bites show where we share information that is geared to helping you succeed in your business. This is Judy Weintraub, CEO of Skill Bites and host of this show. If you want to position yourself as an expert, one of the best ways to do that is to become a published author. Skillbytes author platform provides the easiest way to get a book written and published. Today, I am delighted to have as our guest, Parshel Tashi. Parshel is an award-winning creative entrepreneur, a popular podcast host, and creator of The Author's Leverage. A former high school math teacher turned techpreneur, she's an education design architect and video producer with a master's in curriculum and instruction from Virginia Tech. Parshell partners with authors to help them get more bang for their book by transforming their bestsellers into profitable online courses that create impact and additional income. Parshell's going to be talking to us today about the top 10 ways to monetize your book. Parshell, welcome to the Skill Bites show. Thanks for having me, Judy. Thank you. Thank you. Well, why don't you start us off and tell us a little bit about your journey. How did you go from a math teacher to being a techpreneur and helping authors transform their books into courses? Yes. So I, as you mentioned, I was a high school math teacher. And during uh, during that time, um, I had picked up just as a side job, side hustle, whatever you want to call it, uh, just doing videos. Um, I was a solo freelancer. I was doing weddings, events, small business videos, um, a lot of different projects. And it was around that time that I was able to transition from teaching full-time to being a video videographer full-time. And so that was an interesting, tr interesting transition. And funny story, that's why I have this degree on my wall because that's my master's in curriculum and instruction. And I thought that when I had quit teaching that that was a complete waste of time. I was never gonna use it. Um, but I think, you know, all things come full circle as they do. And it just so happened that after building a career in video production, um, I was really, especially during the pandemic, just faced with the question of what do I wanna do? And that led me to some opportunities, but the one in particular that stuck was working with an author. She needed a, a course to go along with her book that was being published. And it was like, yes, 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 this is perfect. So um, that was just such a light bulb moment and really a big pivot and what I've been able to do as a video creative and multimedia creative, and then tying it to what is valuable to me and a number of people that I get to work with is education and how we're able to be inspired, change, progress, grow, all those things by you know, learning, not just from a book, but for myself, I'm a visual learner. So it extends, it extends that for me and a lot of other readers that tend to be more visual. Right. Yeah. I mean, a, a, a book is print, but there's so many other mediums out there. And if you can have it in multiple mediums, then you expand the, uh, the opportunity to get your message out. A hundred percent. And 
and and and the reality is is that your book alone is not going to generate that revenue in most cases i mean it really is the source and from that are a number of other opportunities um and and that could be which we'll talk about today some of the different ways you can expound upon that but what you'll find is that depending on your goals and depending on what you want to accomplish as an author and where you're at in your business some things might make sense and some things may not right and as you mentioned, I mean, a book is not a great revenue raiser. <laughs> if you sell your book for, say, $20, you have to sell an awful lot of copies in order to make some decent money. Especially exactly. when you take into account that when your book's on Amazon, Amazon's going to be taking a good 50-60% for them. And so mm. out of a $20 book, you might be getting eight or something like that back. Exactly. But when you get your book made into a course, then what's the average course selling for these days? You know, that's a good question. I mean, there's courses that are selling anywhere from like $10 or $27 all the way up to, you know, really high ticketed programs that are based around a course that could be in the tens of thousands of dollars. It really just depends on you know, so many factors that we like to approach, which when we take a look at a book and then we're actually creating how this, how is this gonna perform well as a, as a course or some learning experience, we're looking at the, the learning design, we're looking at the marketing structure as well and the marketing flow of this. So that way we're making, you know, we're ensuring that the product that's being developed is specific to a certain person uh, or a certain group of people. And then um, the last thing is, is your business ecosystem and really looking at that to understand how does a course fit in with uh, within the current structure and flow of your business. Yeah. So when you're determining how a course does fit in, how do you do that analysis? Yeah. So for example, there are a lot of authors who have had the benefit of their book opening the door for speaking, opening the door for one-to-one -one coaching, opening the door for um, really things that have grown and expanded them. However, um, in their particular case, their challenge is time. So they not only don't have the time to make the course, but they don't have just time period. And so a course is usually a good, uh, a good strategy that they can utilize to create more time for themselves. So it's either the author's looking to create more time, which a course can do by kind of creating and condensing your one-to-one -one experiences into a format that maybe becomes a prerequisite to your one-to-one -one services. So that can be an objective. And then if you're looking to create more income, then there's a different um, angle there. So it's really, you know, time and, and revenue tend to be those main drivers. And then from there, we're able to kind of um, tailor a product that's gonna fit the audience and still be a win for the author based on where they are. Right, so that's that's the nugget, I think. How do you make sure that it's a win? Because there are lots of courses out there that don't do particularly well. Uh, and, you know, there's an investment, not just of the money to get the course done, but of course, there's a lot of time that gets put into it as well. So, what do you do to ensure that that the course is going to perform well? 
That's a really good question. One of the best ways is to one, just validate the idea along the way. And with that, we're making sure that we are getting feedback, that our authors are in touch with their audience to give direct feedback, if not the initial beta testers of the course as well, to ensure that they got the result. And then that, you know, of course, informs us continuing to, to produce it and finish it. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Before you go and develop an entire thing, you do a, uh, some pilots or some tests or whatever. Uh, and based on those results, you can make adjustments or you can decide this isn't going to really work for you. So don't waste your time and money. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, there are different factors that go into that. And, you know, you just want to be assured you want to be clear on that before moving forward. And for some of our authors that we work with, they've already got really strong marketing in place. So if you're, if an author is in the position where they have had good experience with bringing results to their clients in a one-to-one -one fashion, then chances are then making it into another format will be just as effective. Right, you know, whether it's one-to-one -one or one-to-four or five, you know, if you, if you do some groups, when you have a course, it's one-to-many. You can have hundreds of people take your course and let's say you charge $99 for it. Well, you're gonna make a heck of a lot more money from people taking your course than you would from people buying your book. This is so true. It's so true. Um, I'm, I'm also seeing just really interesting ways now just being creative and what we're able to do with how the courses are structured to really meet so many of those, those different needs. This is how, my brain in particular works. Uh, when I grew up, I would, you know, bring groceries in the house. I try to figure out how can I get as many groceries in on one trip? <laughs> so I think I just bring that kind of mentality is like, how can we get the most benefit out of the creation of this product? Because in a lot of cases, it's solving so many other issues, whether it's revenue, creating time, um, creating new programs, making other extensions, being able to evolve and look forward into the future of, of your work. It's, it's, it's a playground, but we get to do a lot and make sure that all those things are incorporated and considered in the development. So I'm curious, does an author have to have a pretty decent sized audience for a course to be successful? Um, again, it's, it's really, it's, it depends, but what I would say is that it can only help. <laughs> it can only help if, of course, if you're writing a book, you wanna be writing it too, an audience that either you know or that you've been in touch with in some place. So you can really start with the low hanging fruit, um, if you will, to build up that initial group of fans and, um, and, and folks who are gonna help and spread the word that much further. Right, and you had, um, you had mentioned earlier, or I had read in your bio about uh, transforming a bestseller into a course. There's a book need to go through a bestseller campaign first, or is it okay for the book to go directly into a course? It's okay for the book to go directly into a course. In fact, we have a client right now whose book is being released around Thanksgiving, and it is not going on Amazon. It's not even going on his website. It's strictly going to his community. He has a community of about 300 members, and the book is strictly going for them and them only, but it's it's also a really smart um, tool, or I should say a strategy for being able to, uh, what do they say, like 
a bird in the hand is worth uh, two in the bush or something like that. Anyway, the fact that you have um, these folks who are already in your process, in your world, um, those are the ones that if we spend more time with and really invest in in a special way, will return um, in the long term. So in that case, it's not even going bestseller status because it's not even going on Amazon or any other um, directory. So uh, it doesn't have to. And again, it's just, it's really uh, unique the time that we're in, how authors and thought leaders are approaching creating these learning experiences. Right, yeah. Um, I've, I've heard it said that paying attention to your customers can reap far more benefits than marketing to people who don't know you. Exactly, exactly. Start with who you know and yeah. and, and allow it to build really organically from there without it yeah. being, I mean, algorithms are great. Uh, and then there's also, you know, another side to it that enables us to just be more creative with it and disrupt the algorithm if we can <laughs> in some ways. Yeah, so uh, tell us what, what are the most important factors that you think are necessary for a profitable online course? Um, the first thing I would say is, um, is, is the topic or the genre is really important. So if your area of expertise creates a result that is specific in the areas of health, wealth, and relationships, and personal development or leadership, those typically are the areas where people are more likely to spend money on implementation. Uh, in other words, if you can help me do it instead of me doing it on my own, I will pay you to do that. <laughs> so um, that's a really big uh, factor that goes into that. Uh, also, if you have a unique selling proposition or a unique methodology, you know, it's 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 if you if this is not your methodology, it's been tested and proven, and you've uh, been working with it for a, a, a period of time, it might it might also make it difficult. Or it could be the thing that really makes for a successful course. Um, the only other factor that's coming to mind at the moment is, uh, I would say, community, and having that community component to be a part of your course as well. Even if it is a simple, uh, you know, discussion board on the back end of your learning management system, or something else, or something similar that's just going to encourage your reader, your learner, being able to connect with another person in some way, shape or form as it relates to the result that we're all in to get. <laughs> uh, if that's not there, it, it really does make it more difficult for, for it to be a success. And then th those aspects really uh, are geared to how it's designed, but those factors also give way to how it can be easily marketed. Again, in those areas of health, wealth and relationships, people, you know, that's that's a magnet for all of us and uh, the other factors just ensure that you're creating something that's going to be in line with ensuring a successful end result for the reader. Right. And then, of course, the design of the course is an important factor. It's got to be interesting, uh, the content. And when somebody's going through, you don't want them to be bored. The video quality, the audio quality, those have to be pretty sharp. Yeah, 100%. People pay for implementation. Um, people, you know, experiences are what make, what make the most money these days, not just the book alone. And then the, the media quality really does matter. Um, 
And if even if you're going to be doing on Zoom or on a, on a phone, for example, make sure your audio is good. <laughs> that's uh, you know that's that's hugely important. And there and there are levels to it. There's levels to it. The good news is that whichever means of transportation you take to get to that end destination for you, the media of your course, you'll still get to your destination and it'll still be good, profitable, um, and do really, really great things for you and your community. And I usually uh, present those multimedia ways as like as as planes, like you can get there by propeller plane, you can get there by commercial plane or private jet. <laughs> and so, you know, the propeller plane is you just doing it on your own, which is okay, you'll get there safely. Uh, the commercial plane is more of a done with you. So you can do the filming, someone else does the editing, or maybe someone films you and you don't mind doing the editing. That's more of a supportive role there. And then the third is the private jet where you're just showing up and all of the details are are there and you, you know, everyone's there to make sure that you look and sound and feel like a million bucks. Right, well, I think that's the private jet is, is your book to course acceleration. That program. is it. Okay. That is it, yep. So uh, what what does the author, I mean, how much time does the author need to actually spend in that or you just take care of everything from soup to nuts? Yeah, our entire process can go anywhere from three to six months, depending on the type of course and the length and, and how much is going into it. Um, but essentially a lot of it is just them showing up. So it starts with, you know, send us your manuscript, answer some questions for us. Let's plan and strategize, strategize everything out according to the factors that we just talked about before. And then now let's go into, into production. And the okay. production is, you know, again, that's like the, <laughs> I think the, the, the favorite or the most favorite aspect of what we get to do and what others get to experience. And so in that case, yeah, production wise, they're showing up and the cameras are ready for you. The, you know, there's coffee, tea, snacks. <laughs> You know, whole crew, we feel like a family for the day. And typically we're able to get all the content um, produced within a day or two. Wow. Yeah. And do you do each of those three uh, approaches or do you primarily just want to focus on the, the people who want the, the private jet book to course accelerator program? So, so currently in the phase of our business, we're focused on building out that and continue to build out and perfect the private jet, mm -hmm. which has been going very, very well. And I'm happy to share that in the next year, we're gonna open up cohorts that will enable the done with you factor to be in place and some more DIY. So that's to come. Uh, for now, our focus is uh, the private jet. And I think it also informs um, us as a business what's working um, and working out all those fun kinks and what it is to be in business and <laughs> build the plane as it's in the air. <laughs> But uh, but it's really, really exciting. We've had a lot of success thus far. So um, we're happy that we'll be able to provide other extensions of that in different ways that can support someone who's like, OK, I can't, you know, come all the way out to San Diego, which is what most of our authors do. Uh, but we'll, we'll be able to provide some other things remotely um, and some other factors that enable them to still be successful and still look really good, but uh, within a certain budget or range that works best for them. Okay, so talking about uh, budget or range, can you give us a range for your accelerator program? I, I don't know if you can do that for your um, done with you yet, if it hasn't yet come out. 
So what I can say is that the first thing that we always suggest is to complete phase one with us. And the phase one is the full course build out of, of you know, what we have. So we're going to translate what's in your book and create that into the course as a structure and format outline. Uh, that usually is going to range anywhere from 2000 up to 10,000. And the range, the ranges for that is really more so in the format that you do it. So, for example, we have a two day workshop coming up in October where you'll be able to do that live with a group. Um, you can do that virtually or in person. It's another price point. And then if you want to do it one to one with us, um, either remotely or coming to us in San Diego to plan everything out, then that's, of course, on the higher end. So that, that's the price range for phase one, and that is what informs phase two. So phase two, the full private, private jet um, typically will vary, but what I will say is that it is not cheap, and uh, that's you know for a reason. The production quality is really um, the biggest strong point in this. So for the author that's really wanting to present themselves and their brand uh, in a way that matches what they've already done, already accomplished, or want to, to accomplish as a staple in the future, that's the private jet version. And so the pricing there will vary, and it's not cheap for that reason. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Now, you had mentioned um, early on in the interview today about other ways that an author can monetize their book. Um, can you flesh out what are some of those other ways? Um, the of the top 10 ways to monetize your book. Um, I'm sure that transforming your book into a course is one of those 10, but what are some of the others? Yeah, I'm, I'm so, I, I love this topic because um, it's actually, we're actually finding new, more, more ways. But the 10 that I'll mention uh, right now, of course, we talked about a course. That's a really, really profitable way to monetize your book. But that kind of spurs off into, into a lot of different things. So the second one that I would mention is a workshop. So taking uh, the, the end result and essentially just speeding up the time. Can you get them the same result in a weekend or two weekends or in a day? That's that workshop format that um, can be available. And again, gives uh, your readers that experience. The next way to monetize is to get on stages. There are a lot of opportunities out there for organizations and groups and um, other communities that if you are on the speaker list, you're more likely to be chosen if you also have a book. Um, so it all opens the door for speaking so you can monetize your book that way. We also talked about coaching and the ways that can happen too. So one-to-one -one coaching, group coaching is another. Um, then there's also, when we think about multimedia, you can also monetize your book in the format of a podcast and extend on the conversation of your book and uh, drive some profitability that way as well. There's also licensing your IP. So if, you're, if, if your information can um, specifically be applied to, let's say, a school district or to uh, a large HR organization or something to that effect, a lot of times they have multiple folks in their community and they need to buy or they have allotted learning um, funding um, and research and, and development funding that's set aside for programs like what you might have. So licensure and things of the nature are a really great way as well for trainings. Um, then there's docu-series, which we've actually been inquired about doing. So taking the book and making a documentary and making a series out of it is, is, is another way to expound upon that and um, have fun with driving some leverage in that respect. There's also memberships that you can create for your readers. If there's a common thread, create the community. That's a great, great way um, 
through a membership um, to just continue to um, provide information, provide value to that membership. And the last way I'll say is other, other extensions. Journals are really great. So if your book also kind of ties into a journal, a journal is another way to expound upon that. And I'll share, because I'm not going to share the uh, the book yet because it's still in development, but one of our clients actually had a journal as one of the additions to her book. And the journal was going to be 30 bucks. Uh, and once we kind of looked at all the different elements, right, looking at her, her, her book or course or audience from different angles, which is a younger, a younger crowd, um, we ended up deciding that the journal is not going to be 30 bucks, it's going to be 300. Because wow. within the journal, we can include QR codes and things that connect the experience of being in the journal with the content that goes along with it from the multimedia sense. So those are there's a lot of different ways that you can, and there's several more <laughs> that I can share um, or that we could come up with. Because it's really, it's it's just, as I mentioned before, it's it, it can get really creative and different. It doesn't have to be what we've always seen it as, but courses, uh, I think that we're, most of us are familiar with that because it's a learning experience online and you can start there and even branch off into a number of applications of that learning. But the, the name of the game is how do I get my readers a specific end result that they want and help them make it simpler for them, easier for them, making, you know, helping them with the time required uh, and, and minimizing the amount of effort or perceived effort that's gonna go into it. Um, there's just so, so much. Excellent. Well, Parshall, that's a great list. And I really appreciate your sharing that as well as the main objective, which is to get the end result for the reader and the, the course taker and um, the audience that you're speaking to, et cetera. Uh, and the more ways that you can do that, then the more people that you can reach and can help. Exactly, exactly. That's what so it's there, about. If there were one thing you wanted people to take away from your interview today, what would that be? Um, that would be to, you know, I encourage everyone listening to look at your book if you have one or you're considering publishing one in the future uh, to really change how you're seeing your book. Your book is actually like the Eiffel Tower in a lot of ways. The Eiffel Tower is the main attraction in Paris, but the experiences around it are what make that experience that much more full and generate a lot of income around the attraction. <laughs> so a lot of times those tours, those uh, um, walking tours, going to cafes, going to an art museum, all of those experiences are happening around the Eiffel Tower. And you'll see people just take selfies around the wherever they are with it in the back because it is the main attraction um, but you have to consider that your book in a similar way you can have experiences built around it and allow the book to still be the main attraction to to your work and how you want to help excellent if people wanted to get in touch with you what would be the best way for them to do that yeah we're over at the authorsleverage.com uh, you can find me on LinkedIn as well. And uh, we do have, uh, I mentioned before, our podcast. So I definitely welcome you to, to, to check that out. We we actually, Judy was on our podcast. So um, that was a really good episode. So I encourage others to go and and, and check that out. But the, that is really just a source of 
uh, any author who's looking to expand and spread their message in a different way and thinking about how do I leverage what I have or leverage what I'm about to publish, that's the the source of, of that podcast. It's a, an amazing resource for you, and you can really pick any episode or find one that's going to be tailored to uh, a specific need or concern or question that you have. Okay, well, Parshel, thanks so much for being with us today. I really appreciate your time and the wisdom that you shared with us. Yes, thank you. My pleasure.